Hello friends, I am Oyinpriyedo Taylor. Welcome to the Ladies Gist Podcast. Let's dive in. We are still looking at the role discernment plays in choosing the right life partner. Today, we shall examine a delicate subject requiring a great deal of discernment among believers. We will attempt to answer the question, what role should educational qualification or profession play in the choice of a life partner? A person's profession is his usual or principal work or business, especially where it is a means of earning a living. Most times, a person's profession is a function of his academic discipline or background. For certain disciplines, one has to be admitted, inducted or accredited by a professional body after many years of rigorous training before one is able to practice. For instance, no one can practice law as a profession without getting a degree in law, attending the law school, passing the law school exam and being called to the bar. Same applies to medicine, engineering and accountancy, etc. Be aware also that education goes beyond the four walls of higher institutions. Almost everyone who ends up practicing a particular profession must have learned the practice from someone else. This can be formal or informal learning. In Nigeria, a person could learn fashion designing, bricklaying, hairdressing, welding, mechanical engineering, baking, events management, etc. Whatever the case may be, education could be formal or informal. What is most important is earning a decent living with the education gotten, be it formal or informal. Besides, there are exceptions. Some extremely talented individuals have shown us that sometimes raw talent can fetch huge sums of income. However, we cannot shy away from the fact that we now live in a highly sophisticated society where we attach so much importance to certain professions more than others. Probably because they are well-paying, they offer job security or gives one a good social standing. Consequently, it is not uncommon for us to get easily carried away the moment we hear that a person is a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, a banker, a pilot or an architect and so on and so forth. It may be beneficial for you to know that this wasn't always the case. At a point in our history, every legitimate profession in Nigeria was good enough to earn a person his due respect in the society. Most of the parents of today's elites were professional farmers, hunters, drummers, fishermen, blacksmiths, fashion designers, traders, businessmen, and the like. Their profession was so entrenched in their identity that they were named after these professions. Someone from a family of drummers in a Yoruba society, for instance, was named Ayonwale, meaning the drummer returns, or Ayotayo, meaning the drumming profession is a thing of joy. They learned these skills from home and practically inherit them from their forebears. They were barely educated in today's sense of being educated, but were able to earn enough money to build houses, buy cars, sponsor their children's education, and live decent lives. How then did we get here? How did we become a society that favors certain professions and look down on others? The truth is that everyone seems to have lived happily until we embraced formal education as we know it today, and that signaled the beginning of an undue class struggle in our nation. This problem started in the 80s, when middle-class parents began to feel that certain courses of study were far more prestigious and important than others. 
it was not uncommon to see parents boasting about the fact that their child was a doctor, lawyer, engineer, banker or accountant. Some even indoctrinate their daughters not to marry anyone who does not belong to one of these lines of study. There is also the HND and BA-BSc dichotomy, such that made it easy for some university graduates to rule out the possibility of ever getting married to HND holders. This was how occupational class structure became rooted in our society, and today, our society has evolved into a highly stratified one. To be sincere, the indicators are not good for the nation. While formal education is good and necessary for a good life, the undue class attached to certain professions more than the rest has not helped our society. Over time, this error ate deep into our national life and has today resulted in the deplorable state of our nation. The fact that everyone bought into the lie that if you're not a lawyer, doctor, engineer, accountant, banker, pilot, etc., you are a second-class graduate or citizen is one of the reasons why our nation's job reward system is highly discriminatory in favor of a select few occupations. Consequently, in our nation today, except you work certain high-class jobs, you may find it a little difficult to make ends meet. The scramble for white-collar jobs has also resulted in the unfortunate situation of round pegs in square holes. Today, we find a situation where a banker ends up in the farm and a farmer ends up in the bank because too many people are trying to get the too little few jobs and then the dignity of labor becomes lost. People train for many years for white-collar jobs only to be told at graduation to go and become an entrepreneur even if it's not their calling. The job market has thus practically become insane. Today, it is no longer a question of job satisfaction for most. Everyone just wants to put food on the table. Consequently, we have become a people who live to eat instead of a people who eat to live. In Sena climes, the story is different, unlike Nigeria and other third world nations. One characteristic feature of every developed nation is that every legitimate profession comes with what we call dignity of labor. These jobs are financially rewarding and everyone is equal before the law. In sane societies, every profession, be it blue collar ones like driving, plumbing, building, gardening, security, factory work, cleaning, etc., or the coveted white-collar ones come with dignity. Anyone willing to work could actually earn a minimum wage, enough to sustain him and his dependents. This is the way it should be, and this is why the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 9 that the profit of the earth is for all, the king himself is served by the field. Sadly, this is not the case in most African countries where a person could train to become a microbiologist but end up as a journalist whose salary is denied him after many months of active service. In Africa today, university graduates are barely able to feed while the nation's huge wealth is trapped in the hands of a tiny few. In the midst of this quagmire, certain professions and white-collar jobs remain prestigious with huge benefits and privileges attached to them. Consequently, it is easy for ladies-in-waiting to become taken by these prospects while paying little or no attention to some other serious issues. Dear lady, please remember once again that in the midst of all of this rat race, it is still the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich, much more than a person's profession. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. Besides, 
you can actually be the one with a better job in your home. You don't have to sell yourself cheap. May I quickly add that like money and good looks, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a person's chosen career in itself. It is not wrong to be a doctor, lawyer, banker, engineer, pilot, etc. However, it is wrong to think a person is right or not right for you because of the profession they practice or a course they did not study in the university. The truth is, these professions actually sound prestigious because we made them sound that way. It is the same way we think TV personalities or celebrities are gods or some superhuman. This is a faulty way of perceiving people and we must not be ignorant of this truth. Also, a person can lose his job. If that was your primary motivation for love, what will become of your love? Truly, a person's profession or course of study may be helpful in a marital relationship, but most times, a person's profession has little or nothing to do with marriage. The art of being a husband or wife is no respecter of university degrees, profession or careers. Marriage is a completely different ball game. Some men know nothing else but their jobs. In marriage, you live with a person's soul, not his profession. See to it that you look beyond his profession. Actually, from a biblical point of view, the discrepancies in the way we view people's professions should not be and should not be encouraged, especially if we all hope to bequeath a just society to our children. A good society must see job as a means of livelihood and not a means of oppression or tool of segregation. Even the church should not see getting a job or certain jobs as a miracle. Everyone should get the job they were trained for as and when due, and this job should provide enough to take them home. Career choice in a good society should actually be viewed the same way a human body is. If we see it this way, a lot of things will fall into place. This is how the Bible describes the body in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's read from verse 14 to 27. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. In essence, we can deduce from this passage of scripture that God expects every member of the human race to be cared for. This is why Africa is poor and may remain poor until the weak ones among us are cared for the same way we care for the so-called privileged ones. It is the same reason why we are prone to fall in love for all the wrong reasons. This is the secret of developed nations. 
if we see ourselves in this light, then it will not matter what course a person studied or did not study. If this is so, then a major deception would have been conquered and the choice of who to marry will have one less cog on its wheel. A doctor will stop looking down on a Yoruba graduate. A lawyer will start seeing everyone else as learned in their own rights and those in charge of remunerations will see to it that everyone is well taken care of. Having said this, there are other important sides to this issue that must not be overlooked. One of it is the question, can a university graduate marry an illiterate? The answer is yes and no. Yes, if the illiterate is not that illiterate. And no, if the illiterate is unable to reason at your level. As a lady, you must realize that you are called to be a helpmeet for your man. And most importantly, you are to submit to him. Except there is a very clear directive from the highest. It is risky for a lady with a measure of education to marry a man whose level of reasoning is far beneath hers. The truth is that the Bible gives us a very clear reason why this could or should not happen. Amos 3 verse 3 reads and I quote, Can two work together unless they are agreed? What this means is that before a literate can become one with an illiterate, there should be a measure of agreement. And this agreement goes beyond saying yes to the illiterate in question. It means to agree in principle, to be of the same mind, mentality and spirituality. The truth is that if this is not so, chances are that the marriage will suffer a lot of setbacks and may eventually break down irreparably. However, a person may not have formal education, yet show a great measure of wit and tact, far more than most graduates. There are many so-called dropouts who have shown the world that formal education at times is mere formality. Most of the greatest inventors, musicians, best-selling authors and innovators of our age are either university dropouts or completely lacking in formal education. Except one of Nigeria's gospel music finest today tells you he did not complete a university education, you wouldn't even know. Most of his songs are well composed, well delivered, legendary and evergreen. His spoken English is better than most graduates I know and he is indeed well refined. Every well-meaning lady, no matter her level of education, would have been proud to be his wife. The point I'm trying to make is that illiteracy can be real or subjective. There are some illiterates you shouldn't go near and there are some you shouldn't miss. Discernment is key. Still on this issue, there are relationships that started out on a risky path. These days, it is not uncommon to see some ladies agree to be sponsored to attend university in exchange for marriage. Please be aware that this is risky business. I do not encourage this except you are double sure. It will not be right for any lady who agreed to this kind of love for education deal to just wake up one morning and begin to see the guy who sacrificed so much to fund her education as illiterate and incompatible. That is an act of betrayal. It's a breach of contract, which comes with its repercussions. Such a lady may be signing up for a life she would regret. Think well before you decide to sell your birthright. If you agree to take his money because he loves you, and you think you also love him, then you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Proverbs 6 verse 2 Be willing to go through with the promise. If you know university education will make you literate and too sophisticated for him, then find other means to fund your university education. 
look before you leap. Do not ensnare yourself or endanger your future. Again, I have seen a case where the woman was a university graduate and the man was a school certificate holder. After many years of marriage, the man decided to further his education and surprisingly, he went on to obtain a PhD in no time, while the wife could only boast of her first degree. There are many of such marriages where education is not an issue. Some start out as illiterates and end up very educated. This kind of scenario may be rare, but it is not impossible. Discernment is paramount. Moreover, many young ladies have missed their true love because they judged by sight. The reason why many remain single for too long is that they want too much too soon. They want to marry an accomplished banker, a successful lawyer, or a rich engineer. So they look down on the upcoming young men around them. Fast forward a few more years, and these young men have become accomplished in their chosen endeavors, stable and happily married, while our searching ladies are still on that same spot, endlessly searching for a made man. What is the issue with these ladies? They despise the day of small things. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 Forgetting that Rome was not built in a day. Every living thing is configured to grow and bear fruit. So, your dream man may as well be right beside you, still in his formative years. He may be in his 300 level, 400 level, or whatever level in the university today. Don't look down on him. There is more to people than what you can see today. To this end, the Bible tells us that a person's beginning may be small. However, their latter end can greatly increase. It takes discernment to know guys in this category. In all, there are those who do not care as such about a man's career as long as the bills are paid. All they want is to be Mrs. Somebody. It does not matter who, a mechanic, a gardener, a fisherman, or whatnot. While for others, the idea is indeed very cut and dried. They want to marry a man with a lot of prestige and respect flowing from his career choices, such as a doctor, lawyer, engineer, architect, banker, pilot, etc. Some of such ladies have it all planned out and have set their sights on living large, managing a large income, managing a palatial home, rubbing shoulders with the creme de la creme in the society, having children who attend the best of schools, visiting exciting holiday spots every summer, and just having a ball. This sounds all well and good on paper, but in reality, the question remains, who exactly are you getting married to? The profession or the man? Can you see beyond what he does for a living? Are you seeing the real man? And if you do, is he really someone you would want to spend the rest of your life with? Until the next time, bear in mind that, in the long run, the choice is yours. Remember the Lord's admonition in Luke chapter 12 verse 15. And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. You've just listened to the Ladies Gist with Priye podcast, a journey of discovery for godly women. Thank you for listening. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. For more life-changing messages, visit my YouTube channel where you can subscribe and like my videos or follow Ladies Gist with Priye on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
You can also visit Ladies Gist with Preye at wordpress.com. Email ladiesgistwithpreye at gmail.com. See you next time. God bless you.